Welcome back to GPS Sports. I'm Quinn here alongside Seth and Connor. As usual, how are you guys doing today? Quinn, I am doing fantastically amazing. How are you doing? Uh, sick, sick, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Sounds good, Quinn. Thanks, it's, by the way. It's midterms here at Biola, so that. Word. I'll say this, Quinn. Thanks for asking, by the way. I'm doing great. <laughs> I Connor, want to explain what just happened, buddy? Yes, so I did... I, was I 45 minutes late to the studio today? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> was I going to be really late anyways because I was I, t- I slept in really late after taking a nap after surfing this morning? Also true. However, I blame You're much right. of the, la- the last 15 minutes of my tardiness on bad parking because there's that expo today. I figured it out because I, yeah. I was in my car yep. parking for 20 minutes. That happened. So I'm a little late, but I'm doing good. You know why, Quinn? Why? Because God Sport basketball begins today, tonight oh, at five thirty yeah, with a, a Pelicans who are short. We'll talk about that Zion Williamson, but also yeah. seven thirty. I will be. You'll know where to find me, Quinn, in class. Yes, but watching the Clippers and Lakers play on silent as I pretend to take notes during a lecture. That's fine. Okay, well, um, let's jump into it. Let's talk uh, aged like milk. Here we go. I'll uh, start as always. Yeah, what do we what do we got this week? Seth? You know, I did not have a bad week. I am proud of myself. Usually, nine out of ten well. takes that I make. Well, no, <laughs> relax, relax, relax. Nine out of ten takes that I make, uh, you know, don't come through. But this time, it was more like seven out of ten. Um, so we're proud of that. Um, this is the last time that I will mention my Lions win the NFC North take. Uh, I will put it to sleep today. It is dead. It is done. Um, Connor, you've had some good opinions on this, but it just it just hasn't worked out for for me. Um, I think they had they had a real shot at it. Mm-hmm. I still don't think it was a bad take um, for me to make, but just things haven't gone my way. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this, fellas, and I was telling you off air too, and I'll just, I'll say it again. Listen, the Lions are the team that it's the perfect example of the NFL being a game of inches. They, uh, they just keep on playing hard-fought games and getting beat out um, as the other team. It seems like this for the Lions that the other team that's playing them at executes well down the stretch, which I don't really think that speaks to their execution down. Um, late in games, but I, I, what I think it does, it does speak to is like the Lions could be. What are they right now? Two and four, two, four and one. No, something two, three. Yeah, two, four and one. Okay, I think. Okay, wait, We're, two, three and one. Three, four. It's only week three, six. Th- are they three, three? And one? They had a buy. I think they already had their buy. Regardless, whatever they are, that's up. a team that could have three wins in the other direction as opposed to losses, or two wins in the other direction as opposed yes. to losses. They're a great example of a really good, bad team. Um, I think down the line, they two, are proof— one. Two, three, and one. Yeah, that's proof that uh, the NFC— The NFC's got uh, a lot of parity in it, so that's my Lions take. Yeah, completely agree. Um, as for our 49ers argument a couple weeks ago, uh, <laughs> they they were 4-0 when I said that they have not proven yet that they are legit. They have since won two games, one against the Rams and one against the Redskins. I wouldn't say that the Redskins game yeah, did anything to help. Yeah, it was 9-0. It guys, was a very rainy, wet did game. Did you see though. the game? Yeah, it was a monsoon. Yeah, there was there was no way. It just yeah. it just didn't prove anything no one could about that either team. Um, <laughs> I, well, if it, anything, it proved that the Redskins are um, continually terrible. I think they're going to lose that game no matter what. 9-0 was mm-hmm. probably uh, a mercy on behalf of sure. the Monsoon. <laughs> but uh, I do hear what you're saying about the 49ers. I think that they are just continually... I don't know what it is. I think their defense is pretty good. I think oh, Garoppolo yeah. doesn't make huge mistakes. Their running game keeps them in games. They're just not, they're just not screwing up. I think they're just executing when they need to. I think Kyle Shanahan's kind of the man. Um, yeah. But anyway, keep going. No, I I totally agree with that. Um, that was really, I'd say, my only big mistakes from the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, my uh, your, Bengals, Redskins. I was and about Dolphins to say that take. that was a good one. That yeah. that's aged well so far. That has aged well so far. Like fine wine. I, I or did cheddar. Predict, <laughs> I did predict that the Redskins would Which beat the Dolphins. Well, I think. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, we don't uh, drink wine. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but but right now, um, 
the only team with a win of that group um, is the Redskins over the Dolphins. So, which you know you yeah. predicted. So. Yeah, so far so good for me. We'll we'll keep track of of that uh, that take as it continues to move along. So before we move on to news at the speed of sound, I want to spend a little bit of time on the game last night, particularly uh, comments made by quarterback Sam Darnold. Interesting. Um, My goodness. So. What was it he said? He said, okay, so he was mic'd up during the game. He was mic'd up on Monday Night Football. And he said... <laughs> as he threw, like, as he was responsible for, like, five turnovers. Well, we'll, we'll turnovers. get to that. We'll get to that. Um, That's the worst I'd be said, mic'd up ever. He said, I'm seeing ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. I the 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 Patriots defense I forget who it was on the team but uh, somebody from the Patriots defense uh, a reporter told him that quote after oh, I think the it was game. Kyle Van Noy yes it was yeah. Kyle Van Noy he couldn't stop talking about it. he was like I can't believe he said that um, that's a ridiculous thing to say I mean from just an NFL quarterback from an NFL yeah. quarterback he's not a rookie anymore yeah you know, this isn't his first time playing the Patriots. But my goodness, just the fear in his eyes that entire game, well, and he played like it. They figured out that they can blitz him, and the Jets' O-line will do nothing about it, and Correct. that it'll freak him out to the point where he can't make a single pass. Yep. And they took that and ran with it. Yep. I'll say this, Quinn. He can't make a single pass to his team. If he was <laughs> aiming for Patriot defenders last night, then he, then he was spot okay. on. I did this with Seth while you were... Um, <laughs> 45 minutes late to the podcast. Uh, oops. <clears throat> so, uh, Connor, I want you to guess what his QBR was last night. Oh, my gosh. I heard talk uh, the during the game that he had the lowest fantasy quarterback score over the last, like, I mean, I, over the last however long. If, <laughs> if, if I don't you, know. Since, you fantasy, had to give since fantasy ever was conceived. All right, I'm going to say, um, I want to tell you, it was a uh, thirty-nine point one lower. Really? That doesn't surprise me at all. Let's say seventeen. Keep going. <laughs> eight. Keep going. No, lower than eight. Keep going. You're joking. This is all out right. of one hundred and thirty-seven. Four. One hundred thirty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll have four. Keep going. Two. Three point six. He had a three point six QBR. Yeah. Okay. So for reference. <laughs> In the 59-0 game in 2009 versus the Titans, Kerry Collins threw for negative seven yards and still had a QB rating of 4.9. Oh. <laughs> so. This is the worst game of all time. <laughs> wow. The worst quarterback game is it? of all time. I, I, I can't verify that, but I, that sounds about right. It's <laughs> If it's not statistically... It is mentally. Yeah, okay, 80, mentally. 86 yards. He passed for 86 <laughs> yards, which, not bad. No. Threw for Wait. four interceptions. How many pass attempts did he have, though? Uh, 32. 32 pass attempts for 86 yards? That's awful. 11 like, uh, and, and 11, 11 actual completions. Yeah, that's, that's a travesty. So that's, what, like, just under eight yards per completion? Yeah, yeah. that, I'll just... Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna join Seth on this one. That's 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 an absolute train <laughs> getting derailed. Yeah, Jets only have one win anyway. What is that completion They're, percentage? What's, what's say eleven one. divided by thirty-two? This is what it shows about I'm the Patriots. And I was talking about this last podcast too that the Patriots <laughs> could go undefeated this year because not of Tom. But because of their defense, yeah. I think what we saw last night, there was which like, we don't talk about a lot. Yeah, we, I, well, we don't talk about it because that's they're like quietly become yeah. the, the best defense in football. Um, Bill Belichick smiled last night, which is uh, <laughs> a type of statistic <coughs> which doesn't really matter. Yeah, I don't know. He saw his family in the crowd, <laughs> but. He smiled last night, and I know why. It's because he, at his core, is a defensive coach. He loves him some old-fashioned football. They ran the ball with Sony Michelle down the throat of the uh, the Jets. He outcoached Adam Gase to in in every category I can even think of. There was one, there was one moment during the game where uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots 
they have two penalties. They they commit two penalties on defense, but the clock has a runoff, and or the clock would, didn't stop right. during these two penalties. And the uh, and while the clock is going, the Jets are um, confusing. They're confused. They're calling new plays. They are letting the clock run off as the Patriots uh, let them do this to them. So I'll just say this about the Patriots: because of their defense, because of Bill Belichick, not because of Tom Brady. Tom Brady's obviously not messing up because he's likely the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, they could go undefeated this year, and it would be because of those reasons. Yeah. All righty. Uh, we got to get to the meat of this podcast. So oh, I'm starving, <clears throat> Quinn. We I'm are starving. starting up with news at the speed of sound. I'm going to throw five minutes on the stopwatch. Seth doesn't have to do it this time because Aww. I'm not recording on my phone. Um, oh, also, real quick before we get to this. Mm. We had a wager last week. I don't want to mm. talk about it. <laughs> but how, I know that that's what the podcast is, so I guess we have to talk. How about did that go? All right, we're doing that next week, by the way. The we're, yeah, we'll we'll do the punishments next week. If you want to hear the punishments, go back to last week's episode and give that a listen. Um, I'll I'll just read out um, the the poem. I don't, uh, I don't that, that Connor it. had written <laughs> for me uh, when the Seahawks <laughs> beat the Ravens. Inevitably, I believe is a word that you used. Uh, the poem went something like this. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Your Honor, His Grace, Russell, His Lordship Wilson, for his merciful win of only negative 14 points. <laughs> we deserved worse, and it was by your mercy was only this bad. Talk about aged like milk. Well, right. Connor, uh, we won, and uh, Lamar Jackson ran all over your defense. Earl Thomas uh, can... Earl Thomas home. just made some good tackles. I didn't see anything impressive out there. Uh, just, just the fact that, that he won against I know, you I know. I'm just feeling defensive. Also, two of our corners scored touchdowns. So, you know, the defense was still kind of in the game. Uh, this is what I'll say to the to the Seahawks playing the Ravens. Are you ready to have your face painted next week? I, I am emotionally. I'll never be prepared to do that. Uh, physically, I will be here to let it happen. But I lead you guys to know my heart will be somewhere else, likely weeping. <laughs> weeping a, a deep soul, a soulish uh, type of grief. Anyway, I'll say this to uh, to the Seahawks playing the Ravens. Lamar's no joke, dude. Lamar, he ran, he ran so, it was so electric. It was like how I can imagine wa- watching primetime Michael Vick. I don't think he has the same type of arm talent as Michael Vick. No. But I think Lamar as a runner is... He is probably the most fun quarterback to watch in the entire NFL. Oh, yeah. I think that was Patrick Mahomes last year for a long time. But without a doubt... Lamar Jackson, it was so, every time he had the ball, and as a Seahawks fan, I was terrified. Every third down, I would just go, he's going to run it. He's just going to run it. He's just going (laughs) to, yeah, there he goes. Ah, no. Ah." Like, these linebackers can't catch him. The corners are the only people who can't catch him, and they're guarding the wide receivers running down the field. So I would say this, this to the testament of the Ravens. That is that's Lamar's team, um, and there is not even a memory of Joe Flacco. Is there? No, I mean we love him. We love what he did for the city, for the community, for the team. Um, but yeah, he's gone, and and we couldn't really think much about it. I mean, we we see him in Denver. It's new age it's, Ravens, man. It's one of those things where. They they picked the perfect time. I mean, I guess they could have done it a little bit earlier, but they made that switch over, um, and and I think that's what the Chargers should have done a long time ago, but the Ravens picked a perfect time. Yeah. So it is time for News at the Speed of Sound. So I'm going to start that on the clock, and we're going to go in three, two, one. All right. Uh, Sam Darnold seeing ghosts. We already talked about that, but Patriots defense is Terrifying. Oh yeah. Um, I think Connor's sixteen and zero take is extremely legitimate. Um, partially because they get to play the Jets twice, they get to play the Dolphins twice. Um, the Bills are are a team to fear by most teams, but not the Patriots. Yeah. Um, I think the Patriots won't struggle with them the other time that they get to play them this year. Um, it'll be an interesting after the Ravens bye week. Uh, Ravens versus Patriots in Baltimore. Uh, I That's think that might game. be a chance to dethrone. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see though. Um, they do have a few guys coming off of injury uh hollywood brown who's the number one wide receiver and rookie um for the ravens will be back for that game our number one cornerback will be back for that game and our starting middle linebacker will be back for that game uh lamar jackson let's talk about him a little bit thoughts my goodness um i I guess the mvp talk is real 
I, I can't <laughs> believe it, but this guy, he's he's a leader. Um, I literally wrote here, Lamar is a leader, Lamar is a star, Lamar makes me want to jump over a car. Um, and that's that's true, because he just, uh, he hypes up <laughs> his team. Your leap for joy is so, is so much, you want to leap over just, a car. I'm just so happy, man. Like, this team is just so together. Um, you see the respect between coaches and players. It's working out. Yeah. Um. Does this last game hurt Russell Wilson's MVP chances? Yes, absolutely. And I think what how badly what, what we have how badly great question. I would say it hurts it to the account of he can't unthrow that pick six, and uh, it's only one interception, but it's a loss. The Seahawks need to go probably twelve and four for him to be in that conversation. But the MVP conversation is one where everyone is a prisoner of the moment, and so right now Russell's out of it. Two more games. He has to put back, I think, two games to replace what he did negatively in this game. I agree. Um, he played fine, except for his pick six, but it was just an awful showing of the entire Seahawks. It, it was disappointing. They deserve to lose that game. Um, I'm sad. <laughs> Period. <laughs> uh, Marcus Peters and Jalen Ramsey both moved teams. They had a great week with their new teams. Let's talk about that. Marcus Peters has been described as burnt toast by all Rams fans who couldn't be more excited to get rid of him. Um, and who cares? Uh, he got a pick six for us, uh, so we're happy. I think that the Ravens can coach him back to a top cornerback. As for Jalen Ramsey, we knew that he was going to be great wherever he went, but you've got to be happy with landing in L.A., who is a contender, um, an excellent team, and an excellent location for him. Um, and so I'm excited to see where those guys go moving forward. Uh, just about an hour ago, Emmanuel Sanders got traded. What? Um, what do we think about that? Are you for real? Yeah. I was looking for parking. Yep. This is a live reaction. Where is he going? Uh, 49ers. <laughs> ah! Oh, they're going to be good. <laughs> yep. okay. As well as uh, Mohamed Sanu goes to Mohamed the- Sanu into the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. I saw yep. that. That'll be see Muhammad Sanu to the Patriots. That is a commentary on Antonio Brown. So uh, the Patriots are looking for offensive weapons. They don't have many, right? Like Sony Michelle is fine. Tom Brady's aging. He's still beating time, but he's fine. And I think uh, why they wanted Antonio Brown is because they need a uh, they need a wide receiver who can get open, who can make a play, and that's their get for Muhammad Sanu. Which means that Antonio Brown's probably not going to be a Patriot moving forward. True. I think that was kind of a them tipping the hat to that. Uh, we'll see as that develops. I think the Antonio Brown stuff doesn't continue, doesn't get back into the news until the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, the Chargers are an absolute dumpster fire. Yeah. Uh, Melvin Gordon was on the, you know, in the red zone, I think it was like six times yeah. uh, last game and wasn't able to convert a single touchdown. Man, if I'm the Chargers, I go with Eckler. Yep. I'm not going to lie. I think you make a statement to the rest of the league and all players in the league um, of, we don't put put up with this crap. Eckler is a great running back. Put him in there and let him go. And and just get rid of get rid of Gordon. He's only been a burden to your team. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is injured and out for three to four weeks, they're saying. That's his timetable right now. How does this impact the Chiefs, and how does this impact his season? Madden curse. Um, Madden I th- curse, I think yeah. that's kind of interesting. But other than that, I think they're still a playoff team, and they'll do well in the playoffs. The only the only thing is with the, this injury is how is, it, how is it going to keep him back after he comes back from the injury three to four weeks later? Chase Daniels are back up. I don't think he's that bad. I think he can play pretty well. Yeah. I think the Chiefs are going to be okay in terms of the playoff standing, especially in the AFC. However, what it's going to do is it's going to take away a little bit of the electricity. It's going to be interesting to see as this story develops what Patrick Mahomes is going to do on his gimpy old knee. <laughs> the only one challenging them for the bye week is the Ravens, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Three, two, one, and that does it for news at the speed of sound. That's the sound of ghosts. That was what? <laughs> that's, that's what Sam Darnold was <laughs> Yeah, seeing. Sam Darnold heard that sound. Um, all right. Cool. Cool. Um, let's move on. I want to get to the NBA preview quickly so we can briefly touch on. Let's just do a quick little World Series predictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, go what we're thinking here. Um, Seth, you go first. Yeah. Um, the World Series already happened. Huh. The Astros and Yankees was a great series, a really incredible series. Um, that last game, Game Six, Jose Altuve with the walk off, um, and they controlled their, that Cole game too. They did. I mean, you know, except for that Ozuna home run. Or, yeah, yeah, in the ninth, um, or the the home run led up by Yikes. Ozuna, um, and just just a great series to watch. Mm-hmm. Really, a lot of fun. I don't think 
that the World Series will be nearly as fun as that series. I think it's going to be five games. Um, I think the Nats will win one at home. I think they're a great team. I think you got to give respect to the Nats for getting this far. I think they are, and they have shown that they were the best team in the National League, but that doesn't stand a chance against the Astros. I think it goes to six games, okay. and I think that the games are a lot closer than everyone thinks they're going to be because okay. the Nationals have, uh, I wouldn't say just as good, but almost as good a pitching staff as the Astros do. Okay, Verlander hasn't quite been regular season Verlander in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Granke's performed well, but he's had a few missteps. Yeah, um, and um, Cole, who am I missing? Garrett yeah, Cole. Garrett Cole has been lights out. So oh, yeah. whatever game he starts, they're not scoring anything. He has a .4 ERA through 22 Jeez. innings in the postseason. My goodness, this year. Yeah, I'm interested to see the game tonight, guys. So it's Garrett Cole and Matt Max yep. Scherzer. I think I'm excited for a good old one zero <laughs> playoff. So here's here's yeah. what I'm saying: yeah. is Scherzer and Strasburg have both been lights out this postseason. And even Anibal Sanchez, yeah, they haven't played the most amazing teams in the world. I, well, I guess you could say the Dodgers offensively are, are a powerhouse, but I, I also think um, the Nationals are going to give people or give the Astros a run for their money, and I think it's going to be a very close World Series. Yeah, let's see it happen. So, Connor? Yeah, I mean, I th- what I'm excited for in this World Series is to... Uh, see how the batting of the Astros got combats the pitching of the Nationals. I think the Nationals got there on their pitching personally. Oh, so yeah. it'll be interesting. And and you know, as we saw, like the the whole. I mean, as we've seen this entire season, like the Astros hitting is so dynamic, and they're pitching too, and they're pitching. But I mean, I don't know because you look at what the Nationals did to the hitting of the Dodgers, and and we're all sh- just still shocked by that here in LA. So yeah, I'm gonna be interested to see um, the pitching, which is uh, first time I've ever said that about baseball. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for some strikeouts. Well, we'll see. Another interesting thing is Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg are potentially, you know, both gonna be free agents next year. Wow. So we could end up seeing, um, you know. Both, if not one of these guys, go to a different team. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I, I guess, you know, this drives up whatever one who wins that drives up their price. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a story high, to high stakes for on. both those guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but let's get to uh, what everybody's most excited for um, <sighs> NBA. Through four weeks, this is our fourth week on this podcast, we have yet to talk. About the NBA. But it's okay because it was just preseason NBA. So, as Connor mentioned earlier, tonight is the first game. Yes, sir. Let's talk a little bit about our expectations for this NBA season. Yeah. Um, so, the way that we'll be breaking this up is I'll just kind of talk about the West. Um, I'll, I'll lay out kind of my predictions um, for the year. Connor can yell at me, disagree with me if he wants to. Then Connor will take the East, and I will... Yeah, thanks for giving me the Eastern Conference, Seth. You're so kind. And You're welcome. I, uh, I got conference. to the dock first, so yes, here That's we true. Cause I will do what Connor did with our baseball predictions and tack along to whatever makes the most sense. Quinn, Let's go. Just cool. believe everything I say and, here's the and thing. feel I know, the same way I feel about things. I know a teensy bit about basketball, so I may be able to butt in every once in a while here, but mm-hmm. don't fully exclude me. We love you, Quinn. We want you to know that you are loved here. I appreciate that. (laughs) This is a safe place for you to ask any questions you want. This is a safe place for you to become a basketball fan. We're out here planting seeds, Quinn. Who? 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 What? Why? What's a LeBron? What's a LeBron? What is a Taco Tuesday? Well, LeBron's good. Podcast over. Let's talk (laughs) about... Let's get out of here. Let's talk about the West. All right. uh, Starting the West, I will go uh, bottom to top because that's the more fun way to do things. Coming in at number 15 and last place in the West are the Phoenix Suns. Um, <laughs> you know, I think adding Rubio is is kind of a fun get. He's a veteran that can add a lot um, to a, a pretty young team. Maybe he'll be able to, to really assist um, Booker. But in the end, I still don't think the chemistry is going to do well. I don't think that Aiton um, will show any more promise than he did last year. Um, plus, the main reason that I have them at 15 instead of 14 or 13 is they play the Lakers, Clippers, and Warriors a lot. Um, and those are just three teams that are going to just roll over them every single time. Um, 14, Grizzlies. Uh, they have Valanchunas. They have Jaron Jackson. Um, they have Jean Morant. Um, and 
I, I just, I don't know. I don't think the Morant will be better. What I'm going to say about the Suns real quick is yeah. they're one of those teams that, as a non-basketball fan, I tend to forget exists. They <laughs> exist. See, and that's so. a great, that's actually a great testament to, like, how bad they are. Yeah. And I'll say, too, what you're saying about the Suns and Grizzlies, being in the Western Conference, these teams are, like, I don't know. These they could make some type of run if they are in the East because we could say, well, they're in the East. But being in the Western Conference, someone has to be fourteen, fifteen. So sure. these teams obviously make sense. Yeah, I think those are good calls. Uh, John Morant, 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 Morant. Uh, anyway, <laughs> John Morant, like he he could be um, he could be really good, but I think he's have um, he's kind of a score first. Uh, type of player, so I don't think that's going to work in your rookie season. Yeah, and I, th- I think both the Grizzlies and uh, the the Suns would easily beat out like the Knicks or Cleveland um, or well, even like Charlotte on any given. The day. three of us with two taller guys <coughs> also oh, yeah. beat out Cleveland. We would definitely beat out <laughs> just a couple of taller guys. We just um, thirteen Oklahoma City Thunder. I'll start getting through these a little bit quicker. Well, um, <laughs> what a we might have to take a pause from, here with the Thunder. What a, what a turnaround from a few years. Ago though this, you know, yeah, oh, uh, yeah. the Thunder w- were a powerhouse. You know when they had Russell Westbrook and KD. Do you do you but, disagree with my my thirteen? Here's here's why I like it. Okay, I like it because I think Chris Paul is a huge trade asset for them. Sure, I don't think this is kind of a tinfoil hat take. I would be shocked if Chris Paul ends the season on the Thunder. I think what we're seeing in in this um, whole. The whole new NBA, this whole new age NBA player movement is it is fast and it is everywhere. And so I don't I think the Oklahoma City Thunder are an interesting team. For me, they're gonna be fun to watch with um Chris Paul. And it's kind of yeah. like a good team. Like Steven Adams is on this team. Jeremy Grant, I eh, I don't know if Jeremy Grant's on that team. Yeah. But, but um I think Shamit is on this team. They're they're interesting defensively. I just don't know how they're gonna score. I don't know how they're going to score either. So here's what I would say. 13 is good if Chris Paul leaves. If he stays, I mean, I think they make a play for like 10. I don't think they make the playoffs. All right. All right. But anyway, yeah. I'll say this. I probably <laughs> mostly agree. I just don't think Chris Paul <laughs> wants to be there. I don't think the city cares anymore. Like, I think they, they've they just had their heart ripped out they're so many years in a row. There. And this was the final kill. Yeah, I feel bad for Thunder fans, actually. It's just, it's it's tough. Like, it's, you it's, know, yeah. Here's what I'll say to the to the for the Thunder having Shy Gilgis Alexander he's good. Clipper fans are they they are when they gave away Shy there is no way you get Paul George I think out of this trade with the Clippers and the Thunder without giving that asset up. Yeah. I think he's going to be good. I think Chris Paul is going to be good for him. Yeah. Um so the Thunder have that to look forward to. Danilo Gallinari's on that team and he um He's pretty good. I don't know. I always say this about the Thunder. Interesting team. Interesting. In the West, though, and there's nothing you can do about that. No, nothing Nothing you can do. Um, who knows? They might make a playoffs in the East, yeah. um, but just never going to happen in the West. Um, 12 Minnesota Timberwolves. I wish this team had panned out um, earlier when they had Cat, when they had Wiggins, when they had Jimmy Butler. Um, that would have been cool to, to see them be a good team for once, um, but just, just honestly, um, it's not going to happen. Um, yeah. 11 Sacramento Kings Buddy Heald wants so much money and well, that's just ridiculous especially from Sacramento um, they are easily the smallest franchise in California uh, and they're just never going to get that recognition and the fact that Heald wants to be paid like he's the star of this team this team doesn't have a star well yet is what I'll say to you sure yet. but I'd say De'Aaron Fox has a better chance of being their and star and that's what I'm saying to you right now yeah. I think and this is one of my this is one of my special corner takes that I kind of like put uh, I tuck it away I, I keep it I keep it clean and I just want sure. I just want to have it I think of of all the players to make a huge jump De'Aaron Fox is at the correct age and he is in the correct spot to do so yep. Buddy Heald makes the only argument that I agree with for Buddy Heald is that no one else like he's saying who else are you gonna pay you have this money you may as well pay me and I think in the new NBA where it's like you have a slashing perimeter guard who can hit threes like Buddy Heald can at that clip that's the type of guard you want to have on your team so I'll say this to Buddy Heald he's right who else are you gonna pay no one wants to go to Sacramento however someone might want to go to Sacramento 
if De'Aaron Fox makes the jump that I think he's going to make, which he might. And so I agree with the Sacramento Kings being this low right now, but that is if De'Aaron Fox plays the same as he did last season. And I think he could have one of those like Dwayne Wade early 2000s type of um, jump seasons. Him and Donovan Mitchell both. I'm going to be very interested to see how they play out. Great. Um, Quinn, pause. Uh, what, are, what, are you, what are you thinking? What's I, in your brain? I want to start a fantasy basketball league if possible. Wow, let's do I that. Because I think, okay, here's, here's my thing. Connor doesn't know a ton about baseball, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't know a ton about basketball. Seth can figure out all three major Seth American doesn't sports. have a life. So, yeah, <laughs> Just kidding. You have a life, Seth. So <laughs> why not start a fantasy league for all three? And that way we can get to know the players a little bit better. We can follow the sport a little bit better. Yeah. For and our listeners out there, if you'd like to join, mom. Um, <laughs> mom? Dad? Our, mom, tell dad about the podcast. Our six <laughs> listeners. No, actually, though. Like if, if you do want to join a fantasy basketball league and uh, be casually mentioned in our podcast every week, uh, yeah, join it with us. Text one of us because you probably have one of our numbers. Yeah, chances are. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, uh, now I will move on to the teams that I think have a legitimate shot at the playoffs at the very least. Um, so number ten, uh, New Orleans Pelicans. I think if they did have Zion all season, that they would be um, at least an eight. Um, who knows how Zion will do? I'm so excited to see that when mm-hmm. he comes back. Um, but right now, he's not going to be there for a number of weeks. And so I think that's going to be enough time to put them out of the playoff picture. Uh, mm. Number nine, Dallas Mavericks. A lot of people have them in the playoffs. I, I think they'll have some good chemistry, but I don't think that they have the depth that is necessary um, to make that eighth spot, um, especially against a team like the Spurs, um, who you just have Popovich, who is going to get you to the playoffs, in my opinion. He is going to get you there. Yeah, well, that's an interesting uh, Spurs take. I I kind of, I hear you. The only reason the Spurs could make the playoffs is Pop, and the, their team, to me, just doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I think LaMarcus, LaMarcus and DeRozan are just a year older, and that just scares me just on its face sure. even though they haven't proven to be any haven't proven to like lose any step Marcus is did, at that age I mean if they have. did I'm not going to be surprised yeah. what you are saying about the Mavericks is interesting though I think the Mavericks depend on um, what uh, what it looks like for the unicorn to come back you know, yeah. um, and I think because Chris stops Porzing. Chris stops Porzingis. I mean, it, it depends. Oh, on, I know his name. <laughs> hey, he's a seven footer who can hit threes, and I think um, if he can remain healthy and play, so he I mean he took a year and a half off because of his injury. Yeah. So it, if he can come back and be the player he was in New York, it'll be interesting to see him play with Doncic. Um, and that can give them sort of vying for that eight spot. Totally. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's going to be close. I'll say this about Texas basketball. It's going to be good. It's going to be great this year. It's going to be great. Rockets, Mavericks, and uh, who am I missing? Spurs. Spurs, yeah. yeah. And I have them uh, seven, eight, and nine, as you'll see here. So seven, I have the Houston Rockets. Um, you might disagree with me on that pick, but I just don't think that, that Westbrook and Harden are going to immediately gel. Yeah. I think when they do, they will be a contender to knock off whoever they play in the playoffs, and that's going to be fun to watch. Uh, but, geez, you got two guys who want the ball at all times, who are in it for personal stats, it seems like, um, quite often, no matter how much they say otherwise. Um, they are so talented, and they are far too talented to not win games. Um but I don't think that they have the chemistry that can get them past these other six teams that do have that chemistry um, and do have that playmaking ability. To the Rockets' point, I I hear you, and I think that they have a very high implode potential. Sure, like of all, like if they start losing games, they're the type of team I think can spiral quicker. They can go downhill faster. But I'll say this: that's the exact same thing we were saying about the Chris Paul Rockets. Yeah, is that okay? The Chris Paul is actually a ball-centered point guard, also who um, always loves the ball in his hand. Um, I think he gives it up more than Russell Westbrook did. But what, what Russell Westbrook showed last season with Paul George is that he's okay taking that type of um, 1B talent, right? Not yeah. the 1A. So to the Rockets' point, um, I, I'm, I think I might disagree. They have a high implode potential, but if they don't implode, I think that, um, I don't know, I think that they can work it out. Yeah, yeah. We, we'll see. Uh, six, Golden State Warriors. I would have them much higher if they had Clay. Um, wow. I might... I'm, I might have them much lower if they don't have Clay. I don't know. I have them kind they of in this middle clay. point. At, I, I know they don't have Clay. No, but I'm talking um, like, like, like all season is yeah, my take. Yeah, so I, anyway. I don't think that they'll have him yeah. all season. 
Um, it's it's tough. It's mm. tough for me to put them anywhere lower than that because they are the Warriors. They do have Steve Kerr. They do have Steph Curry. They do have Draymond. Uh, but at the same time, I, I I don't know. I just don't know where to put them, so I'm going to put them at six. They are still the Warriors. Um, five, Los Angeles Lakers. It's all new. It is, everything Hot. is new. Hot take five. That's, Ku- that's Kuzma, high. Kuzma is their most tenured player, and he's 23 most years old. Most tenured? In the Lakers, yeah, but like not most tenured, like period. No, like, no, yeah, no, no. I was gonna say. No, I know. Sorry, I yeah. know that you. A... I here's my thing. I know <laughs> that you know. I'm just hopping on this right now. Yeah, I know that you know that Kuzma isn't the most like experienced player on this no, team. No, no, no. But I'm telling you, th- it is all new. They will have to figure it out. However, the players who are figuring it out, I think, are some of the highest IQ players. Sure. Rondo, LeBron, Anthony Davis. That that's like three elite level yeah. IQ players. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I know the Lakers are good, and I don't follow basketball, and I'm surprised you put them at fifth. I'm I'm putting them at fifth, just for the regular season. That's um, a great point, though. That I, also I, being said, though, they I didn't agree with perform that, well last year. Yes, and that's that's what worries different me. Team. I know I know it's an cool. entirely different team. Utterly different. Utter, different utterly different. Good. Um, mm-hmm. who's uh, new? Almost everyone. Help, help me out here. Who's uh, new? I can't even. Avery so, Bradley, Avery Bradley, uh, Danny Green, Danny who Green can Anthony shoot Davis. Okay, I, I know those. What names. I'm saying, I see here though, is I see a disparity <laughs> Thanks, because I see I see these other teams that I listed above them as having all stars, then some really solid like mid range players um, who who are very good, but you know they're not all stars, and then you have role players. With mm-hmm. the Lakers, I see two top five, top five in the league players, absolute all stars. You know, 95s on 2K. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the rest of their players I see is just role player guys. And that worries me a lot because I don't see, other than Kuzma maybe, I don't see any of that mid-talent um, that mm-hmm. is there to to be that guy to step up when those other two guys can't. And, yeah, I hear you. And I think that, um, first of all, we see that with... Uh, we see that with LeBron's teams all the time. I mean, all these LeBron teams that we've had since uh, since before he left Cleveland the first time in Miami have been um, a big players with like a kind of a slimmer bench. So I definitely hear what you're saying about them in the regular season and how other guys can step up in a Tuesday in January or whatever. Yeah. But uh, if they can remain healthy in the playoffs, that team is absolutely formidable. Um, they might even be my pick for like... I think they're my pick for the Western Conference Finals. I don't know. I don't okay. know. We'll talk Clippers in a second. Yeah. L.A. basketball. If you thought Houston basketball my was going to be interesting, L.A. basketball owns the entire league right now. And tonight. That's going to be so fun to watch tonight. In class. I'm not in class. Yeah. I'm, I'm in class, but I'm not going to be I'm in watching class. the game, yeah, let's yeah, be yeah. honest. Uh, and mostly I want you to listen to my top four because I see Yeah, Portland what the Trail- heck? Portland Trailblazers. My, my goodness, this is a talented, cohesive team that I knows agree. what they're doing. You agree, Quinn. That's right. Say it with me. And yeah. they have two centers. They are going to trade Whiteside. They oh, are gonna... absolutely. Yeah, that's right, Quinn. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Listen, guys. They are going to get rid of Whiteside, and they are going to fill whatever Hassan holes that they Whiteside. have. Hassan Whiteside. Hassan, you know his first name. Look at you, Quinn. Man, I, I love you, buddy. Anyway, they are getting, because they don't need him. They have Nurkic. They're happy there. Nurkic, going did did you know, though, Nurkic is going to be out until January. January. Nurkic is going to be... <laughs> Nurkic is injured. Not I'm aware, December, but I'm saying... Not November. January. I'm saying they trade Hassan later on. They keep Hassan for as long as they need him. He does well, and then they trade him. Mm-hmm. And then they fill those gaps in time for playoff time, um, and they, they get that four seed. Here's here's my here's my only disagree, my only point of disagreement with you about the Trailblazers is that I think that you're not wrong that their roster is well rounded, especially with those two centers who are yeah. who are I mean they're good, but they're not going to have Nurkic for a while. That worries me. Hassan Whiteside, I'm not a big Hassan guy. I, like I don't think that he is. Uh, I don't know. Like I just don't think he is the type of player that we always wanted him to be in Miami. Well, he was the number one or number two guy on the Heat. Now he's the number three guy. It's like in the East, and I mean they had also like Dragic, who is also like a number one guy ish. I don't know. Well, I'll just say this. I'll just say this about Whiteside. Um, you're not all the way wrong that the Portland Trailblazers are probably going to make the playoffs in the West. Yeah. However, I think that. Um, 
I just don't see him in the regular season being above the Lakers, being above the Rockets. I just I see Portland as a six or uh, a six or a seven. Um, so four four is nice. I think it's a little it's a little like close to one for me, but um, whatever. You know what, Seth? I'll give it to you. All right. I All just right. need you to know I'm worried about it. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, moving on to number three, Utah Jazz. This is my favorite team in the West. Yeah, this um, is a fun team. Other other than the Lakers, this is the team that I'm rooting for. As soon as the Lakers go out, whenever that may be, I am rooting for the Jazz because, my goodness, you've got a small market team. Um, to me, they're the Baltimore Ravens of basketball. I'll put it that way. Um, I think they've built such a culture um, in this area that nobody's really talking about um, around now Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, and nobody talks about Joe Ingles, but he's a monster Joe, Joe. from yeah. down under. Joe Joe Ingles. Ingles. Come yeah. over and play 2K He's with him. Good. He's an A on three points. Look He'll- up a picture of Joe Ingles for me, Quinn, because what you'll see, and also our listeners at home, Mom, <laughs> you'll see that he looks like Toby from The Office. That's the type of player. Yeah. That's the way he plays. That's what he looks like. Oh, but you're so can, right. He can I've seen this bang before, threes. Yes. I remember this guy. He's a monster. We love him. Then you add Mike Conley uh, and... Uh, Bogdanovich. Rudy, Bogdanovich, wow. Rudy Gobert. Wow. Quinn Snyder at the this coach. This team yeah. is going to be fun. Fun and especially to watch. like Salt Lake City, like that's a good basketball city. Great basketball mm-hmm. city. They Their show fans up. are there for it's like, it. Kind of like a Raptors thing. Yes. Yeah. Um. And so I'm really excited for them. I picked them as three. I like them uh, too. Denver Nuggets two. Regular season team. Regu- regular season team. Uh, can't seem to finish in the playoffs, and I think they're just going to struggle with the talent disparity when it gets to playoff time, um, because their cohesion only does them so. They much. They don't have that number one scoring option, which is what right. I've always been worried. Jamal Murray, I liked him better in the playoffs than I thought I would have um, he became a number one scoring option for them but they just don't have a guy like you say like alright we got 15 seconds left yep. we, oh no let's not even say that let's say 7 seconds left inbounds play yep. games on the line who's the ball go to you know, know. you can go to you, you don't like I don't know there's just I think to you want to go to Paul Millsap with that ball nah. you want to go to Jamal Murray sure with that ball um, you want to go to the Joker with that ball, you, you got to honestly. I mean, you could go to Jokic. Here's the thing, though, he played the most basketball he's ever played in his life. Yeah. After, because after that playoff run and after that regular season run they had as yeah. the one seed, then he goes to the World Championships and played with Serbia. Like, so the, he might be. I don't know. He might need a little bit of rest right off the bat. I like what you're saying about them as a regular season team. I'm just going to say it's not going to be what it was last year. Unless sure. Jamal Murray is like continues this sort of surprise stretch he's been on. Sure. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, and then number one, I have the Clippers. Not a lot of people are putting them as the regular season number one seed. Um, and I, I fully disagree with that. I think this is a team that already had cohesion. Uh, and Paul George and Kawhi are not selfish players. I don't think they're going to take away from that. Their defense, smothering. Their offense, incredible. Uh, this is a number one seed team. Um, that, yeah, that's. I mean, that's an argument that I have a hard time arguing against, especially because yeah. I just believe in Doc Rivers. Yeah, you know, I just like what they're doing. I just like what they're doing with the Clippers. Um, they, I, I think, is Paul George out? I think the first twenty games of the season. I think he might be. Yeah. Um, you can look that up. But anyway, the bottom line with the Clippers too is that um, I the talent they have on that team, especially with Doc Rivers, especially with like Pat Beverly on defense. In uh, what they did to Golden State last, um, I think it was the semis. Yeah. Um, the conference semis was. They were just taking it. They were taking them apart. I mean, that yeah. game went. That the series went six games. Yeah. And so I think with a team, you put on two A plus superstars, and you take off. I didn't. They lose Gallinari. They lose Gilgis Alexander. Those are hard. That's a hard take. But I mean, their replacement is such. They they've been upgraded through the roof. I think it's hard to argue with them as not the best team in the NBA. Yeah, absolutely. Go, uh, go Clippers because San Diego. San, San, San Quinn knows. I Quinn found, knows. A, I found a jersey. It's another, it's another team that left San Diego yeah. that Quinn gets. Uh, <laughs> um, go Padres, baby. Uh, now I do have. Dude, if the Padres move, I'll legitimately be sad. I know you would. And that's okay because it's baseball. But hey, Clippers, go Clippers because. Yeah. I have a shirt on Amazon. We can't afford tickets to Clipper games, and that's the only loss. Yeah, that's that's a real <laughs> But we might run into um, Anthony Davis or a Kawhi Leonard at, like, you, you know, mean, a McDonald's. Yeah. You know, we just uh, need to be in LA. The eyebrow. The eyebrow. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. The brow. The brow. There you go. Quinn knows he, the lingo. Quinn, dude. I got to tell you, though, he shaved the unibrow. He did. 
I know. I know. I, I was shocked, too, because it was like a brand. It, yeah, he shaved the unibrow. It is, it is two individual eyebrows We're now. We're all sad about it. Look what? it up. I know. Anyway, I will close out my West take um, by just saying I think uh, my top four seeds, so Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz, and Trailblazers move on. Uh, Clips beat Portland fairly easily. Uh, Denver beats Utah in seven. I think that is going to be the best series of the playoffs in general. Um, and then, uh, oh, I, I put this backwards. Um, Clippers over over the Nuggets, um, I think in probably in six games. And uh, and I think the Clips probably take it all um, this year. So there yeah, you go. That's the West, and that's the West. And now I will take it upon myself to talk about um, the 76ers and um, what it's going to look like for that forest fire to rage through the East. Um, okay, cool. so I will begin at the 15 seed with one of the potentially worst teams I have seen on paper in a while, and that is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, here's, who's, here's who they do have. I like C.D. Osman. He's fine. He's yeah. a nice C-minus player. <laughs> so he'll be starting for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Kevin Love, I think, is a good trade asset. I think they're going to end up trading him away. Right. Same thing with Chris Paul. I'm going to be surprised if he stays. Cleveland at 15, no chance. No chance that they're anything good. Here's my tinfoil hat take. Chris Paul and Kevin Love switch teams. That's the trade. Gosh. <laughs> switch teams, no is one cares. Is that tinfoil hat no. take? No. It's oh. If I wake up from a nap and I see that, I'm going back to sleep because I'm, I'll just be tired. I'm clearly I'm dreaming. bored. I'm bored already. I've been um, browsing Reddit. Tell me, Quinn, so, what's going on? Uh, no, I was just going to ask where, where we're at on the dog. <laughs> so here's where we're going. I'm oh, running yeah. through the East right now. I got Knicks at 14, Quinn. Here's what we had. Okay. Last year, we're it. all like, I'm all okay, up. Knicks, they're, go- they're gunning for Durant, maybe Kyrie and Durant. Well, that didn't. ended up happening. Uh-uh. And, and Zion. You g- go into the— I remember. We had— You can go into our— um, are the re- the records you of go to the boiler room are, are on SoundCloud? There? I was talking about Knicks, Kyrie, Kevin Durant happening, and I was like, "Boys, this is going to be a thing." It was a thing, just down in a different borough. It w- <laughs> it had been in Brooklyn, but here's the thing about uh, the Knicks: that is a team so sad. I, I, that's a it's a franchise I'm so sad for. James Dolan has been running that team into the ground for the last two decades. Um, I feel terrible for Knicks fans. Uh, they they missed on Zion. They missed on Durant. They missed on Kyrie. R.J. Barrett is might be nice. You know that might be um, a a pillar to build off of for them. And that's the only positive thing I can give them right now. Um, I think that the Knicks are going to be a team well-deserving of the 14 seed in the East. I mean, they could be as high as a 10 seed, depending on their ceiling. Sure. Uh, but, gosh, I just I just couldn't care less. I just feel terrible for them. They missed out. They're going to be awful. Uh, 13, I got Washington. If you th- Wow, really? Yeah, uh, for sure. Who? Tell me right now, who is the second best player right now on the Washington Wizards? Is Bradley Beal still there? Bradley Beal's still there. I think he's going to be traded away very soon. John Wall is out. He's like out for the season. Okay. Tell me um, who the second best player is. It's okay. Ke- Kelly Olenek? Kelly Olenek. I don't is know a single player on the Miami. Wizards. I'm sorry. He's in Miami. Here's what I'm going to say. Was he ever on Washington? I, you know what? He's the type of guy that would have John like, played Wall. For, John Wall is out for the season. Good, Quinn. Good Bradley Beal is probably going to be traded away. Is he still on the Wizards, though? <laughs> yeah. Bradley Beal and John Wall need to go. I'm I'm actually, I'm not even, yeah, no, Bradley Beal is good. Did John Wall have, like, one good year? John Wall had a couple good years. He strung together, but okay. then he had a big injury, and he's always good. been on the Wizards, and they, they suck. Thanks right, for helping me out. Here's the thing I about, appreciate you guys' patience. Listen, hey, we, Quinn. We got you, bud. Because you're, you're a great voice of the, for the audience. Ah, you're thanks. like, who's that? What's going on? Great. Ask every question you have, because I'd love to tell you. Who's All right. LeBron at James? 12, I have Orlando. Markel Fultz gets a new jersey. Yeah. His, his uh, whatever disease. Um, his arm disease? Arm disease. What was it? I don't know. Some sort he of. just can't play. I think I, that's his disease. I, you know, some whatever. I don't think it was a disease. I think it was like a. Injury? Um, it wasn't an injury. It was some sort of other <gasps> medical problem. It was weird. PCL. I don't. It was a syndrome. It was a syndrome. I couldn't think of that word. So he has this arm syndrome. Who is this? Markel Fultz, the uh, number one pick a couple I'll of years Google ago. It. 
Um, he was on the Celtics. The no, 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 not the Celtics. He was on the Sixers. 76ers, yeah. Um, and they pick him one overall, and he's a blast because of this weird shoulder syndrome. Whatever. Bottom line is this: he gets to New Jersey, might be fun. Aaron um, Gordon is on that team. He'll be fun enough for them to win a couple of games. I think they're gonna suck. Um, everyone in the Sweet. East sucks. I uh, except for the top probably five teams. It's a nerve disorder. A nerve disorder. See, Yikes. isn't that? It's like why does that huh. even? I didn't even know that existed. So anyway, uh, I got Orlando at twelve. They're gonna Tangent. be fine. At eleven, I have uh, Charlotte Bobcats. Listen, eleven through fifteen. Charlotte Bobcats. Charlotte Bobcats. That's funny. I got the Charlotte Hornets. Um, uh, I just said that like in the back of my. You know yeah. why they could be the Charlotte Bobcats for all I care. No one would know. No one would know. No one would <laughs> if care. If they changed their mascot halfway through the year, no one would. Know. They're another one of those teams. I only remember them because one of my friends is a Charlotte fan. Bornitz. The Charlotte Hornets. Bob Bobnitz. Bob Bob Bornitz. Hor cats. <laughs> I think it's Hor cats. <laughs> Horn cats. All right, whatever. My line is. This. <laughs> 11 through 15 are interchangeable. They all suck. All right? The East is the East is a, <laughs> the East is a trash heap of of suck and it's the worst and they're going to be terrible. 11 through 15 interchangeable. I actually don't even care. Um they lose uh they lose what's his head. They lose Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker's in Boston. He's doing he's doing apparently the franchise loves him that he's learning everyone's names in the front office. I'll talk about Boston in a second. Bottom line is this. Um Charlotte's gonna suck. Michael Jordan owns a stupid dumb team. Number ten, we have Bulls. Charlotte Bobnitz. The Charlotte, yeah. Um at ten we have the Bulls. I think Zach Levine's fun, Kobe White's fun. Um Kobe White. His name's Kobe. Kobe. C O B Y. So, same thing. So same, it same is as, a bit difference. different. Same as that. Who, what was the name of that one guy that was really good? The one Kobe. And he was. Uh, what what team was he on? The Clippers. I think he's still playing. Yeah, he's I think still, yeah, Sacramento. He's still Sacramento. Sacramento. Kings. No, I think as Buddy Heal told us, no one wants to go to Sacramento. <laughs> All right, Bulls, they're going to be fine. I mean, they're going to be I think Zach Levine is going to be the type of player who could put up like 28 in the East a All game. Right. Yeah. Um, he's nice. Doesn't matter because the East is garbage. Number nine, <laughs> we have the Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young is not as good as people say. I think he's a good stats, bad team type of guy. He'll be fine. Vince Carter, old as can be. Um, I think for the Atlanta Hawks, what we have is um, there's a lot of hype there yeah. you have Cam Reddish now he's fine DeAndre Hunter young guy uh I don't know John Collins Kevin Herter Jabari Barker he's old he never turned out Evan Turner's fine here's what I'm gonna say about Atlanta Hawks they could have if they could have a string of 10 games where it's like hey dang Atlanta Hawks Seven and three over the last ten, and then we're like, no kidding. But that's because they played; they're just playing in the the East, East. (laughs) and that's the only reason they're as good as they are. Trey Young overrated. He's fun, but he's overrated. He's no Steph Curry. I I disagree with that that take, um, but at the same time, I think you actually put Atlanta too high. I think putting them at nine and and putting them kind of in that playoff conversation um, is an overrating. But honestly, man, I just look at the East and I see eight through fifteen. Yeah. Should be like bottom couple of teams. Mm-hmm. I agree. And so let's fire through the rest of them then. Let's just get let's get out of here, Seth. Okay. All right. Listen, we got Detroit. Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. They're fine. Blake Griffin, we saw his peak already. It happened. He's not a top ten guy anymore. He's good. He's developing his jump shot. That's fine. Detroit might. That's why I have them at eight. They might sneak into the playoffs sure. in the East, but I doubt they're going to be close to, if not below five hundred. Indiana seven. That's probably even too high because. I don't even know what Oladipo is gonna look gonna look like when they get him back. Hey, they got Brogdon though. They got Brogdon, but I Miles just Miles Turner, Brogdon, Sabonis, him. and they they did lose uh, Bogdanovich, but still lost, a fun team. Lost Bogdanovich, and he was like a big scoring option for them. If you remember those, like yeah, um, that Eastern series. But I was gonna say this. I was gonna say this about um, Indiana. If Oladipo isn't the same player that he was before when we were like, oh man, because he, he's playing at an all NBA level. I don't know if he can ever get back to that, which makes which gets Indiana the seventh seed in the East for me because yeah. I think they're going to be good enough to win enough games. I 
think that if Oladipo can't come back, though, it's going to be, and that's what this pick is based on, that if Oladipo can't come back well, then they're going to be a lower-rung team in the East. Yeah. All right, moving forward. Brooklyn. I got Brooklyn at six. That's high. That's that's a little dumb high, I think. And it's mostly because I'm excited about what Kyrie Irving's going to do with that type of team. Um, I, they don't get Kevin Durant this year. I don't think that they do. Yeah. Um, I'm actually talking about it out loud. Brooklyn at a six would, would make sense to me because the East is garbage. But um, I think with— Miami at five? Miami at five. All right, let me tell you. Let me talk to you about Miami really Miami quick. Miami Marlins. The Miami Marlins. All right. Quinn knows his city. Here's him go. number oh, so one trade cute. destination for Miami for Chris Paul could be Miami. That's mm-hmm. a type of team that could use a point guard like him. They would have to give up Dragic, of course. But Dion Waiters, he looks like he's losing weight. He looks fine. Uh, we got Tyler Hero. He's going to be a nice. He's going to be a very nice rookie. I I don't know. I'm just saying this about Tyler Hero. He's going to be all right. Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler's on the Heat. I think that is his team. I think it's his team um, in the same way that um, what he wanted to happen in um, Minnesota, but that never really panned out. Uh, They got Bam Adebayo. I just think that they're a type of team who could be a um, a 5 seed in the East. Um, I believe in them. Uh, And so I'll just say this about Miami. I have them high. Um, I I like them. I like what they got going on. I think they're a good trade destination. I like Pat Riley. Um, I think he's he's a great GM. So yeah, whatever. I'll just put that out there. Okay, next I got Toronto Raptors at four. I think that it's going to be a bit of like fu. We're still the champs type of season for them because they lose um, they lose Kawhi and then everyone goes, oh yeah, we're just going to forget about Kawhi uh, about them all together. However, Kyle Lowry, Siakam. he could Siakam might be pretty good. Might, like that might Van he might Fleet. be a really good. Uh, Van Vliet, always a nice role player. Yeah. Um, I like Marcus All. I just, I just think he's a great post. Um, anyway, I'm just gonna say that about Toronto. Um, it's gonna be like, hey, you think we're bad with? Do you think we're bad without Kawhi? We'll show you. Type of thing. They're in the East again. I, I've been ringing that bell a lot that they're in the East, and that's because it is. If you put, um, who is your? If you put your 13 seed, the Oklahoma City Thunder, in the East. Oh no! They make a playoff run. I'm telling you, they yeah. they, they do. Okay, I think they're better than Detroit. Of course, exactly. Do you think they're better than Indiana with that Oladipo? Of course. Yeah, they could they could square up with them. Maybe against Wait, Brooklyn. Who are we talking about? We're talking about the if Eastern put, Conference and the Western. Yeah, Conference. if you put the Oklahoma City Thunder, who I've put 13 out of 15 teams in the Western Conference, and you you take them and you put them in the Eastern Conference, they probably make the playoffs, which is disgusting. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yeah, Quinn. If you want to, Quinn, here's how. This is where we're gonna begin your basketball comp, your basketball journey of learning what it's like in the 2019-2020 season. The East is bad, and I'm talking the the top of the East, which is the Boston, Milwaukee, Philly three uh, three two one. They're good. They're a good team that could they could go toe to toe with any team in the entire NBA. The rest of the East is like legitimately bad if on a um, one to one seed, two to two seed, yeah. Um, comparison to the West, so West really really good, East super bad. Okay, uh, moving to Boston, my third team. They're my three seed. I like them because Kyrie just that was a fit that never made sense to me. Um, I think you have um, you have their Kemba Walker. He has been reported to uh, been really. I guess, uh, really enjoyed by the franchise. I don't know. The report of Kemba Walker is that everyone loves him, um, especially because he spent time with Jalen Brown and he spent time with um, Jason Tatum at the World Championships. So we have that chemistry developing over the summer in a special way. I like Boston at three, but I think this is what we find is we have three and then Milwaukee and uh, Philly are up. there's a there's a, there's gap a huge gap. there's a huge gap between three I think and Toronto two and, and Boston are pretty close. Toronto, yeah, yeah, Toronto, Boston. And there's a close. huge gap between them and Miami, Brooklyn, Indiana. I completely agree. I completely agree with that. What Milwaukee, Giannis? I have not seen him decline yet. I've only seen him get better every single season. Yeah, and so. Um, I think Milwaukee. They don't have Brogdon though. They don't which have Brogdon. I think affects Milwaukee more than it affects Indiana positively. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. It does because for him, Brogdon, Indiana is going to have to be. He's going to have to be one of the number one scoring options over there. Correct. But he and he was a really good um, third guy. He was, he's a very yeah. good three. Obviously, yeah. he's a one in Indiana now. So he's a really good three. <laughs> 
like third best scoring yep. option in um in Milwaukee. That's going to affect them negatively, especially defensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Milwaukee, because of Giannis. I think Giannis, I think Chris Middleton, I think these guys are no joke. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Philly, number one. Philly is my pick to win the um, the NBA championship. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So so they just coast through the East until until the, they the finals. Burn it. They they don't yeah. even coast. They like they they Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Listen, they, that's what I'm talking about, Quinn. Ben Simmons. Yeah. He keep naming those names, Quinn. Okay. The only thing that the only reason I say that they don't win the Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Championship is because Ben Simmons should not Brett freaking Brown. If Brett Brown, th- listen to this statistic, guys. Okay. Four hundred and twenty-nine attempted threes by Joel Embiid, the center of the uh, the center of the Philadelphia 76ers. Listen, Ben Simmons, how many attempted threes does he have through his career? 13. 13 through his career. And Embiid has 400. Also, 0 for 13. And it was 4 for it was 429 last year alone. You know what that means? Your center is in the corner. Your center is beyond the arc. You don't want your center there because who's going to get rebounds? Yeah. Brett Brown is spreading the floor improperly yeah. because his point guard can't shoot threes well or can't spread the floor well at all. Okay, Ben yeah. Simmons is great on the move. He's great near the basket, but away from the basket, you can't spread the floor like you're supposed to. So here's what I think about the Sixers. I think they are my pick because I love Al Horford. I love that pickup. Yeah. Having Al Horford or Joel Embiid, I think they're going to be played during the regular season, not on the floor at the same time much. Yeah. It's going to be like we always have this killer defensive center who's also an offensive presence on the floor at all times. Josh Richardson is a pickup from the Miami Heat that the 76ers got. He is a no-joke scorer and defender. Yeah. He's also like 6'7", being the shortest person on the 76ers lineup. Quinn, listen to this statistic. Okay. Ben Simmons? Yes. 6'10". All right? That's Joel tall. Em- Joel Embiid? seven. You're right, Quinn. Seven foot something. That's taller. Yeah, I think he's 7'2". Um, Al Horford? 6'11". 6'10". Seven foot something, right? Cool. Boom. Okay. Big. Tobias Harris, six nine. These are six foot. That's six foot nine. It's a big team. Brother, Josh Richardson, six seven. That means their shortest player on their starting five is going to be six foot seven. They are a humongous team of the likes we have not seen be put out on um, in this new age of basketball. So you really think six they're going to win? Six minutes it? ago. Yes. Six minutes ago, Blake Griffin. To miss start of season. Yeah, oh. well, whatever. Yeah, who cares? Detroit 8, first now Detroit. Five, first five games. First five games. That's good to know. All right, I now mean, because of that, I'm putting Atlanta into the 8 spot. <laughs> you could. I mean, like, the 8 spot in the East is wide open for, like, a pickup team of five random guys at the YMCA, at the local YMCA who play basketball there all the time. Here's what I'm going to say about Philadelphia, though. They're huge. They're going to be a defensive uh, star. The only thing, the Achilles heel, my omission to their um, success, or to their failure, rather, would be Ben Simmons not being able to properly space the floor because of Brett Brown's ineptitude as a coach. I trust the process. I like where the process is heading right now. Lakers, Clippers... Are both of those teams? They square up against Sixers. My take looks scary, bad, and, and that's that's what I'm saying. I think one of my tinfoil hat takes, um, and this is a good transition into that because yeah. we should have our NBA tinfoil hat takes. Basically, I think whoever comes out of the East, whether it's the Celtics uh, or the Bucks or it won't uh, Philadelphia, the, but it, it won't be the Celtics. Yeah, but anyway, um, whoever comes out of the East, maybe Brad Stevens gets swept yeah. by whoever comes out of the West. Yeah, I mean, that's hot take. Because, my goodness, I, I just don't see how a Jazz or a Denver or a Clippers or a Lakers loses to any of those teams, let alone loses a game or two. I, I think it's over. I think it's a sweep no matter what, West over East, 4-0. That's a hot take, I'm telling you. I think that... Um, I I think that what we saw with what Toronto did to Golden State. Um, and that was a, in a big part of Kawhi. And you're not, and obviously Kawhi would be in the West in that scenario, uh, potentially. Um, I don't know if it'd be a sweep necessarily against a team. Let's just say the Sixers might pick, right? Um, 
because I love the size of the Sixers. I like the I like that defensive matchup for the 76ers against anyone. So I don't I think obviously like LeBron Anthony Davis, Rondo. I'm not saying Rondo's like their third best guy. I'm just saying like the, this is the type of like rapport that this team has now. Um, I don't expect Rondo to get more than 12 points yeah. per game. But we got to wrap it up. We got to wrap it up anyway. What's, I like them defensively. What's your tinfoil hat takes for the season? My tinfoil hey, hat question. take for the season is that I'm Golden sorry. State misses the I playoffs. I haven't been able to contribute to the conversation, and I wanted to contribute that. What's <laughs> What's your tinfoil hat take? Yeah, Quinn? come on, Quinn. No, no, come I on. was going to ask the question, what's your tinfoil hat take? <laughs> no, no, okay, redo, redo, redo. <laughs> okay, so, uh, hey, guys, uh, sorry to cut you short, but we really got to wrap this up. <laughs> so let's get to um, everyone's favorite part of the show. Uh, let's talk about, you guessed it, tinfoil hat takes. Yeah, wow. I love tinfoil Man, hat takes, so cool. Hey, uh, Connor, why don't you go first? What's your, what's your tinfoil hat take? Golden State misses playoffs. Wow, I didn't hear you say that the first time. I know. This is this is listen, Quinn. They without I can Clay see that though. If Clay's scheduled to come back in April, if he comes back in April, that is at the end of the season. And so if Golden State, let's call him like let's say without Clay they're in the season, they're like a seven seed hypothetically, and like they just can't string together a couple of wins because Curry's overused and D'Angelo Russell's fine, but he's not good enough for the West in terms of a type of um a f- six seed or above. If they're like a seven seed and they're heading into the playoffs and they're like, All right, Clay, we need you. We're gonna be a seven seed and we're gonna get our butts kicked by the Clippers or whatever in the um opening round of the playoffs. Come on, Clay, we need you back. I don't think that is realistic. The they're gonna have to be like a six or a five seed or above, and really think in the like cognitively in their brains. Okay, we can win if we have Clay here. I don't think that's true. If he's coming out of an injury that has cost him twelve months of basketball, yeah. or rather ten months of basketball, and now he has to play playoff speed basketball. Playoff speed basketball strictly is like absolutely different than the regular season. Um, and we see that with the warrior. We saw that with the Warriors during their five-year reign of terror. Yeah. Um, only two championships. Only two champions. I know that's like only two championships. But they were they were far and away the favorites for that that whole sure. um, half decade. So I'll just say this about them. I think that they have the type of hangover from these five years of long bouts of basketball, where um, I think they're just put through the grinder. Uh, the meat grinder, as it were, as a team, they lose Durant. You lose Iguodala. Iguodala for twenty minutes in a, in every game could give you elite defense. They lose Durant, who's a number one scoring option, who could also match up toe to toe with any other slashing guard, being like a LeBron, a Harden, a Paul George. And so you lose these two players, and I think you get D'Angelo Russell, not a good defender. You have Looney; he's a fine defender, but you just don't. They still don't have a center. Steph Curry could be overused. I say it's a possibility that they miss the playoffs altogether because by the time they could get Clay back, they're like, we're not going to risk it. Let's just not, like, let's go to the playoffs, lose round one, or not get to the playoffs at all because they, they've been playing the most basketball of anyone that's not named LeBron James uh, of the entire league over the last five years. Yeah. They don't have 82-game seasons. They've had 100-plus game seasons. Golden State misses the playoffs. Yeah. Clippers break, 73-win, Warriors record. That's my that's my big tinfoil hat take. Hello, uh, or the Utah Jazz wins the West. One of those two things is happening, <laughs> dude. I'll, I'll say this as we One close the podcast. The big, I'm big on the Jazz too. I'm big on the Jazz. I yeah. like the Jazz. Utah Jazz. We we are a, a Utah Jazz podcast. Yes, we are. And Cleveland Browns. Alrighty, all right. Baker Mayfield. He'll Hi. get it together. Uh, Quinn's back. Hello. Hey, Quinn. Uh, I probably could have just like gone to the Talon during that and gotten a bagel for myself and just started like eating it and finished the whole thing by the time you guys were done talking about basketball. Nobody, bagel fat. By the time I stopped talking about gone. the Charlotte Bobcat, Charlotte Hornets, yeah. I could talk about them at the whole time. Yep. Um, yeah. Alone. Sorry about that. Dwayne Bacon is not going to be as good as Kemba Walker. Right? Yeah, no. <laughs> Bacon. Gosh. Uh, I'll, I'll talk more about basketball in the coming weeks when you guys sign up for that fantasy basketball league. Um, so, Done. yeah. Um, anyway, that does it for today's episode. Thank you guys for joining us uh, on today's NBA preview, among other things. Um, and we'll see you guys next time on GPS Sports.